today we are discussing a key topic in Christianity and it is drum roll drum roll identity the topic is called your true identity wait a minute is it identity or identity Hmm. Well, whatever you want to call it, we are talking about it today. We have three segments on this particular topic. The first one is understanding identity and what identity is. Secondly, what false identity have you accepted? And thirdly, we're going to learn how to take on a new identity in Jesus Christ. It's a whole world therapy session, y'all. If you or someone that you know struggles with identity issues, don't miss it. Carry along everyone that you love and know to listen along with you because this is life transforming. So now, let us head straight into the intro. Hey sister, welcome back to my podcast. I am so glad to have you joining me today. If you're new, welcome to the sisterhood. We are a community of women who love and honor God. We have meditation scriptures every Monday and Bible character study. So go ahead and follow this podcast. Remember to leave a good rating and share with your favorite girls so that we can influence more women with the word of God. So now, let us dive into today's episode. I know for sure that this word that you're receiving through this episode is going to change your life it's going to change your mind it's going to break down and bring down every stronghold in your life because (laughs) y'all the resistance that i faced when i was planning to record this because i received this word from god to share with you a few maybe a few months ago and i don't know there was just this resistance to to release this word And today I made up my mind that Lord Jesus, you gave me this word for your for your daughter. Therefore, I'm going to release this word today, regardless of anything. So this is some, you know, some anointed word for you. So the first thing that we want to learn is what is identity? This is going to be a long one. So grab your coffee, your juice, water, whatever you want. I have mine and I have a hot water bottle because it is chilling in my part of the world so what false identity is given to you by the devil through the world and its systems have you accepted and yes it comes from the devil because there are certain systems in this world and standards set that are demonic standards that are set maybe it's beauty standard um or educational standards or societal standard or traditional standards that have been set that maybe you haven't met and it's 
taking a toll on you, how you see yourself, on your identity. Those standards are set by the devil. The only standards that you should aim to meet is the standard of the word. And that is the life of Jesus Christ. When you want to know the standard of the world, you look at the life of Jesus Christ. You know, these days I'm in a space where I just want to be like Jesus. The way that he walked, the way that he talked, the way that his mindset, I just want to have it all. So that is the standard that you should have for your life. Not the beauty standards that we have in this world. Not, you know, the culture that we have in this world. That should not be your aim. Your goal should be the word of God. So the fact of being is it's it's really okay your identity is the fact of being the fact of your being it's who and what makes you you and according to facinghistory.org it is identity is the sense of who we are as individuals and as members of social groups it refers to our sense of how others may perceive and label us so you see already this is how the world sees identity this is how the world defines identity how people see you how people perceive you to be how people label you to be how you feel you fit in in a social group but however identity in truth is the name that God calls you it is the image that he has given you and the assignment that he has entrusted to you have you ever thought of the name god calls you for me i definitely know that god calls me nyasha by the way i have a couple of names <laughs> but the one name that god calls me is nyasha and it doesn't have to be the name on your passport or birth certificate it can be God can call you grace, not because that's the name that your parents gave you, but he has bestowed grace on you. Maybe God can call you wisdom because he knows that he has invested wisdom in you. So what name? Can you just think about that for a second? What name does God call me? When God thinks about you, which name is he using? Because my friend, that is your true identity. And anything contrary to that is a lie. In the word we see how, you know, we are called God's, the apple of God's eye. We see how he calls us his sheep. We see how he says we are a royal priesthood, a peculiar people, a holy nation, his own purchased, his beloved. Anything that is contrary to that, we see how in the word of God, how we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We see in the word of God how he calls himself a good shepherd, meaning that we do not lack direction. So when your life is moving and it seemed and it seems directionless, directionless, 
is that a word but yeah when you're moving in your life and it seems to have no direction remember that when the lord sees you he sees provision for direction through his presence when the lord sees you through the finished work of the cross he sees jesus he sees his son because listen when you received jesus christ as your personal lord and savior he came to live in you when you received the holy spirit he did not come to just um visit sometimes and leave he came to reside in you so when god looks at you he sees his anointed he sees his chosen he sees jesus he sees the finished work of the cross that is what the lord sees when he looks at you he does not see someone who's hopeless because he's given you the holy spirit who is your helper your comforter your advocate your intercessor he's given you a los paracletos meaning the comforter of the same kind so that means that god when god sees you he knows you have someone who can comfort you so when you're facing situations in your life and you feel you cannot talk to anyone you feel nobody loves you that is a lie from the pit of hell that is not your identity your identity is not the depressed one your identity is not the hopeless one your identity is not the unintelligent one or the broken one or the lost one it is the son of god you are a son of god even if you're a girl you are a son of god it's so beautiful um i always hear um um apostle david digger saying that um <laughs> we as women we should accept to be called sons of god because men accept to be called the bride of christ <laughs> i just find that to be funny but yeah you are a son of god so maybe you grew up without parents maybe you grew up without an active father in your life maybe you grew up without an active mother in your life when jesus looks at you he does not see someone who does not have parents because he's there he's your mother he's your father maybe you grew up and nobody wants to play with you on the playground maybe you don't have any friends but he's given you the holy spirit who and he has even assured us that he will never leave us nor forsake us in matthew he says i will never leave you nor forsake you so that means you have a friend in him so one of the main things in that frame our identity is our names i've changed my name a couple of times and i see myself changing my name again <laughs> in the very near future so just look forward to that but it's okay to change your name i think i'm going to do a separate podcast on this on changing your name because we have so many times in the bible where god had to change names before working with certain individuals let's get into the bible we're going to read about the story of jacob it's we're going to read from genesis 32 verse um 22 to 32 And this is when Jacob's name is changed to Israel. 
and I'm sure you've read the story or at least know the story. So for on this particular chapter, he was running away from Esau. So the Bible says, Jacob got up in the middle of the night and took his wives, his 11 children and everything he owned across to the other side of the Jabok River for safety. And remember, he was running away from Esau because he had stolen his blessings. Afterward, Jacob went back and spent the rest of the night alone. A man came and fought with Jacob until just before daybreak. And just a side note, this man was God or the presence of the Lord. Topic for another day. (laughs) Verse 25. When the man saw that he could not win, he struck Jacob on the hip and threw it out of joint. They kept on wrestling until the man said, Let go of me, it's almost daylight. You can't go until you bless me, Jacob replied. In verse 27, the man asked him, What is your name? And then Jacob said, Jacob. Verse 28, the man said, From now on, your name will no longer be Jacob. You will be called Israel because you have wrestled with God and with men and you have won. So this was a prophecy. And just so you can get the full picture, Jacob meant a deceiver. And if you remember, he deceived his own father and brother into getting the blessing, which is why he was now in trouble. But you see how... Firstly, God asked him, what is your name? So that he could change his name. In changing his name, he could release those blessings. He could then prophesy into his life and tell him that you now have the victory. Another story, a very popular story, is of Abraham, Father Abraham and his wife Sarah. We read that from Genesis 17 verse 14. It says, and this is the Lord speaking Behold, I make a covenant with thee, and you shall be a father of many nations. And just a side note, remember that Abraham was, um, well, Sarah was barren. And by this time, Abraham did not have a child of his own. Verse 5. Neither shall thy name no more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations, I have made thee. And when we skip a couple of verses and go to verse 15 to 16, it says, Afterward, God said unto Abraham, Sarai thy wife, shall thou not call Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name, and I will bless her, and will also give thee a son of her. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be the mother of many nations. Kings also of people shall come of her. Now remember that um, Sarah was barren. She was called Sarai. Abraham was called Abram. And this was affecting the blessing that God wanted to do in their lives. So God had to change their names to suit the plan that he had for their lives. And our identity can even be the image, the image that others perceive of us or the image that you perceive of yourself. But right now, when we're talking about the true identity, 
we see the image that God has of you. When we read about the um, the story of Moses, here it's no longer about names, but it's about image. How certain situations may happen in your life and that can distort your image. For example, Moses. Moses was brought up in an Egyptian palace, but that is not where his calling was. His calling was to deliver the Jews from Egypt, from his own um grandfather well it wasn't his biological grandfather but he was adopted by the daughter of pharaoh so he was like um a son in the palace but that was not where his calling was another story is of david king david he was anointed to be king but wanted waited for 20 years to finally sit on the throne he even stayed in the cave, the cave of Adullam, hiding from the king Saul. But Saul no longer had the anointing for kingship. It was now with David. But David was living a civilian life. Another story is of Joseph. He had a dream. God gave him a prophetic dream. How all his family members would bow to him. How he would be in a high position. But for, is it 13, 17, I think it's 17 years of his life, he was a slave and in prison. So there are certain situations that can happen to you that are contrary to the prophecy, the dreams that God dropped into your heart. Maybe even words of prophecies. Maybe you received a prophecy that you will be a, a doctor and you keep failing the exams. Maybe you received... A prophecy that you'll be a preacher and maybe you <laughs> you can't even speak in front of your family you, you're an introvert maybe you've received a prophecy that you will write books but you cannot even write a full sentence is i think they call it dyslexic maybe you have been given a prophecy that you'll be the greatest athlete of all times but you have a fractured leg so there are certain things that can happen in your life that can distort your image your identity to sway you from God's original plan for your life and another thing tied to your identity is your assignment and we can go back to the first part that we're talking about names because we, we, I'm sure we have agreed by now that when God looks at you, when he's thinking about you, he has a particular name that he has given you. You might be shocked that maybe the name that you have right now is not yours. Maybe it's a name maybe that belonged to your grandmother, grandfather. But maybe that's not even your name. And some of you, I'm, I'm sure you are even convicted as I'm speaking now that this name that I have is not mine. And maybe you'd need to change it. But like I said, we'll talk about this in a separate episode. But your name and your image and your identity is tied to your destiny. For example, Jesus, our Lord and Savior. He was called Jesus. That means Savior. And what did he do? He saved us. So your identity is tied 
to your destiny. And when the devil, or if you allow the devil to temper with your identity, you're allowing him to temper with your destiny. We have so many people in the Bible who faced um, very dark seasons in their lives. And they had to change their name and accept a false identity from the devil that was not theirs. For example, Naomi in Ruth 1 verse 20. And remember, at this point, Naomi, her sons had died. She had nothing to her name. She was in a foreign land. And she now had to go back to her original land with nothing. No son, no husband, no nothing. She just had Ruth. And when her friends were welcoming her, she said in Ruth 1 verse 20, Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. Let me ask you a question, sister. Is this you? Have you allowed the circumstances in your life to change your name? You are called blessed, but have the circumstances in your life made you to call yourself cursed you are called the chosen one of god but have the circumstances in your life made you call yourself the rejected one you are called a royal priesthood but have the circumstances in your life made you call yourself the forgotten one there are things that make you believe a false identity can be painful or traumatic events like abuse maybe you were bullied at a young age rejection failure a disability a breakup a divorce or any unfortunate event especially in your early years of life maybe in your teenage years maybe when you were still very very young And what makes you believe that this identity are the repetitions of those events? When you keep experiencing unfortunate events constantly, when you keep failing in school, you start feel like you're you're not good enough. You start feeling like you're not smart, you're dumb. When you continue facing rejection in your life, it makes you feel like you're not lovable, you're a reject. When you continue facing painful experiences, maybe there's a certain opportunity that you're applying for and you keep getting rejected, it makes you feel like you're not enough. And this can also be consolidated by negative words from loved ones and even strangers. Maybe people, maybe your, your parents, maybe you came back home and you didn't do good in school. And they were like, you're so dumb. You're good for nothing. We're paying, um, we're paying your tuition fees, but you're not doing well. And so that that reinforced that false identity in your mind maybe a silly boyfriend that you once dated said well i don't like your body you have to you know you're like this you're like that 
and that reinforced the negative body images that you already have or body insecurities it can even be strange as I remember when I was 16 years old and I had just a few spots of acne so I was just walking down the street and this guy was approaching me he was hitting on me and was like hey you know can I have your number I told him no obviously I don't know you you're a stranger and I, I just don't know you so just back off and to get back at me he's he mocked the acne that was on my face and his pet on the ground from like he wanted to make it seem like he was disgusted by the acne that I had on my skin and it's been <laughs> how many years now it's been over it's been over 11 years and I still remember it I still remember it and I still remember what happened so events like that can reinforce the thoughts it can be even thoughts you know because then this repetition of events negative words being reinforced by people around you by strangers it does creates thought patterns to consolidate that false identity and then it becomes strongholds but i have good news for you sister strongholds can be broken second corinthians 10 verse 5 to 6 says the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world on the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive of every thought that uh, we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So I know that you're listening to me today and you have this distorted image of yourself. You think you're ugly, but you're not ugly. You're beautiful. You think you're dumb. No, you're intelligent. You think you're good for nothing. You're worth the life of the creator. He died for you. You think you're a reject. No, you are chosen. And there is hope for you. You're not hopeless. Those body image issues. Those issues with the skin of your color. With the texture of your skin. With the color of your skin. The issue that you have. With the type of hair that you have. The color of your eyes. Your nails. Your toenails. Your fingers. Your knees, your teeth, your lips, your nose, your ears, your forehead, your hairline. Yes, we're getting there. The issues that you have with your body, the distorted image that you have that does not fit the worldly standard, which is a demonic standard, they can be broken. The issue that you have with your voice the issue that you have with your self-esteem and let me tell you something about low self-esteem is demonic 
God never created anyone to have low self-esteem. I've never seen a child in their early ages who has low self-esteem. Like they're just everywhere running. It's because we are all created with a healthy self-esteem. But this world systems, these demonic world systems are designed to make you feel low about yourself so that you can try to fit in. But I have good news for you that there's something that can destroy and that can subdue those negative images, negative identity, that false and demonic identity you have of yourself is the word of God. That means you should use the word of God to counter every negative thought that comes to attack your identity. It will take time. For, for maybe for some it doesn't take them time but for some it does take time some few minutes some few hours some few days some few weeks some few months maybe but one thing about the word of God is that it works it works meditation through meditation of scripture and affirmations affirming who God has called you to be. You can change your identity and see yourself the way God sees you. I will show you from the word of God how to take on and walk in the full power of your identity in Christ in the next episode that I will publish next week, Monday. So stay tuned for that. Now let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you for this one. Thank you for your love for her. Thank you for your grace upon her life. She is seeking answers. She is seeking hope. And I declare that now, Lord, hope is restored. And that you begin to speak to her and answer every question that she has. Heal every wound, O Lord. And through your word, bring down every negative thoughts and every negative mindset from her mind that is not of you. May she feel you even now as I pray for her. May she feel you from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. May you fill her heart with your love, O God. And may you show her that regardless of what the world may say, you have the final word and say, You call her your beloved. You call her beautiful. You call her princess. You call her chosen one. And I declare that from today, she will walk in that identity that you have of her. Oh Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, we love you. God the Father, we love you. God the Son, we love you. God the Spirit, we adore you. We declare that, I declare that confidence is being restored now in her in the name of Jesus. Confidence be restored. Joy be restored. Faith be restored. Love be restored. May she have a genuine encounter with you. And may you speak to her, show her your beauty, and show her her beauty. And through this episode and through this podcast, Lord, may you continue 
to make her the woman of your dreams. We love you, Holy Spirit. We adore you. You are our first love. And we thank you. I thank you for restoring her identity from now. In Jesus' name. Amen. As always, I love you so much. See you on the next episode. Thank you.